Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game That Tune, episode 101. I am your host this evening, David Fleming. With me, as always, we got John Regan. Johnny, say hey. Hey. And we got John Harrington. John, say hey. Hey, what's going on, man? And we got Jesse Moore. Jesse, say hey. Hey. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. If this is the first time that you have joined us, this is Game That Tune. What we're going to do here, each of us has brought three songs from a game. We're going to play those songs, give a little trivia hint, get, see if we can guess what the game is based on the music. Whoever gets the most points gets to choose the theme for the next game and play a little bonus music. we got a couple fan requests in here, too. Uh, I was the person who happened to win the game last week. Uh, so I got to choose the theme, and the theme that I chose was games that make you happy. So, pretty broad subject. Uh, feel like there's going to be some good music, good games, a lot of real personal stories coming, and it's something I'm interested to hear. So I think we should jump right into it. Uh, Johnny? All right. Game one.
Awesome. Yeah. So, this is one of our two fan requests for the evening. Uh, this one comes to us from the Sigma Omega, frequent requester. And uh, he didn't uh, didn't give me any, any information on uh, why this game makes him happy. But uh, I will tell you this for trivia. The four heroes and four villains from this game are based on seasons two and three of the TV series, while the final boss, who is also an unlockable character, comes from the movie. your way through it man that uh think about you know the era of that music about what time you think that's you know this mm-hmm. game's from think about something that was a tv show and a movie and turn oh, over yeah. your answer right now all right <laughs> john regan says rugrats uh so close jesse says double dragon v uh, sadly incorrect david fleming has the correct answer it's power rangers the fighting edition oh shit nice uh. yeah dude Man, uh, I was so glad to get this request because, like, we talked about Power Rangers for the Super Nintendo a long time ago, back in episode 23. Um, game that TV for those who want to go back through our feed and listen to the one of the weirdest episodes we've done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hadn't played the like uh, the other versions of this, but I had played the Fighting Edition, and the Fighting Edition is fucking hilarious. Like, have have you guys uh, played it since then or at all? Like, 
I have played it, and I know the unlockable. What gave it away was the trivia, because the unlockable boss being Ivan Ooze, who is, hands down, far and away, the cheapest character in any fighting game ever made. Oh, I love Ivan Ooze. Yeah, <laughs> I, I barely remember what he did, I just, you know... Like, I watched a little, like, long play video of this to refresh myself before the show, and it looks like he just floats around and shoots fireballs at you and shit, where everybody else, it's like a fucking, you know, Megazord battle. Ivan Ooze is just all over the place and cheap as hell, but... Yeah, like, know. if I remember correctly, even... Because it's not like... In, in some fighting games, you know, when you fight the boss and they're super strong, and then once you unlock them and they're, like, scaled down, when you unlock Ivan Ooze, you can hover and fly. So you can just, like, fly all around the stage out of range of everybody and just throw your attacks at them. Hell yeah, man. Ugh. And we're getting a word in the chat that, uh, you know, Ivan Ooze is a better fighter than he has any right to be, and Lord Zed is the best legal character. I'm sure that's true. Lord Zed... Uh, he's kind of a badass, like, in terms of design, like, Lord Zed's one of the most terrifying things of all time. It's too bad he's in Power Rangers, which makes him less terrifying and more, I don't know, annoying? Uh, <laughs> like... I never really, I mean, I always remember thinking Lord Zed looked awesome, but I never quite got it. Like, was he supposed to be a skeleton on the outside of flesh, or was he supposed to have really, really impractical armor? Like... He looked... He looked like somebody was riding, like, a fucking crotch rocket motorcycle and got turned inside out. And then yeah. his bones turned to metal. And, I mean, it's a good look. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's really something. I just want to and point I never out. Understood I looked up, John. I'm looking at the box art for this game, and this box art is <laughs> badass. It's Lord Zed getting punched in the face by a Megazord. It's just so good. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's the most 1995 thing ever. <laughs> um, fucking yeah, uh, yeah. Lord Zed's really something. Oh, shit, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed by you know the fighting edition. It's just so fucking <laughs> stupid. Uh, like all Power Rangers, fun and stupid. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Fucking, I never got Lord Zed. I got out of the Power Rangers before, really, his seasons came around, so I never saw his stuff. But, like, two of the monsters that are in the game, I guess, could Lord Zed just, like, pick things up off the earth and, like, fucking make monsters out of them or something? Because, uh, the, the two non, like, Lord Zed and Goldar monsters that are in the game are... Uh, Lip Sinker, who is a, like, it looks like Psylocke from the X-Men, but her head is a giant lipstick, <laughs> and apparently she's from the TV series, she was made from some lipstick, <laughs> and then the other one is Silver Horns, and he's a tick, and he's like a monstrous tick, and it said, like, you know, I was reading the wikis, and it's like, Lord Zed made him from a tick, I'm like, does Lord Zed just pick up small objects on Earth and make them into monsters? <laughs> like... I, I feel like that was kind of his gimmick. Like, he had his staff, and I feel like he would throw his staff, and it would make them giant. But I think he did do that, because I remember... Well, that I was definitely a Rita was... thing. <laughs> staff throw was remember, classic Rita. Now, I don't remember if it was Zed or if it was Rita, but one of them definitely made a monster out of a pumpkin, and the pumpkin was a rap artist for some reason. Nice. <laughs> let's let's not forget uh, Slotsky, the slot machine monster. Oh, wait. So, Was that a real thing? Because I, I definitely yeah, oh, yeah, remember... Yeah, yeah, there's Slotsky. You can buy an action figure of Slotsky as well. Nice. I definitely remember, uh, you know, Power Rangers is one of the first things that ever introduced me to the idea of a pachinko machine. I had no <laughs> idea what it was, and, like, 
the juice bar owner or whatever at one point bought a pachinko machine and all the kids got hooked on playing it and then they had to fight a pachinko monster. <laughs> like, it was, uh, really something. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I guess, you know, I'm just referring to the chat on this one because, yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch enough Power Rangers to get this stuff, but it was apparently, you know, standard, like, Lord Zed would see them doing something on Earth and be like, I can make a monster out of that. Like, oh, that bitch is putting on some lipstick. I can make a lipstick monster. <laughs> like, oh, they went camping and Tommy got bit by a tick. I can make a monster out of that. Like, <laughs> Jeez, all, these kids, all these kids seem to like this pachinko machine. I'm thinking monster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Konami head. <laughs> like, imagine if you made like... like a Tide Pod monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, that should happen. Is there a current like Power Rangers series airing? Oh yeah, all oh, the yeah. time. This is oh, running good. like nonstop. They never die. I figured. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. They're, you know, all the kids are taking Snapchat selfies, eating Tide Pods, and uh, <laughs> you know. Lord Zed just throws his staff down into a Tide Pod that turns into a giant monster. The way the way you're <laughs> describing the get, show, like, the snapper who is a Snapchat filter monster. Oh yes. man, <laughs> it beats you up through your Snapchat filters somehow. Yeah. Oh god, I Take look like a weird deer, and, and really I'm ugly. burning. <laughs> oh, I don't really have a mustache. Oh wait, I do now. <laughs> like, Why is the your Snapchat filters turn real? Oh god. Oh man, yeah, yeah. We should write for the modern Power Rangers. Uh, you know, begin the cryogenic unfreezing of Bulk and Skull. We need them for this new season. <laughs> uh, they're still alive, right? Why would they be frozen? Because they're so old. <laughs> they're not that old, Jesus. <laughs> they were. They were the original guys like 30 years ago. I'd really like to see a new season of Power Rangers with that original cast. Reprising all the roles. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and just being attacked by mundane household objects, <laughs> you know, or just mundane adult things like, oh man, it's you know the insurance claim form monster. Oh crap! I was just gonna say, oh god, Our... they've sent a brand new monster against us. The electric bill. <laughs> John, are you describing episodes of modern day Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, or are you describing episodes of Seinfeld? Because this could easily just be Seinfeld. <laughs> I mean, that's what we need, to do. we need to make a Seinfeld tokusatsu series. What's oh, the man. deal with power zords? Why do they always <laughs> gotta be dinosaurs? Dinosaurs are extinct. Mighty Morphin Power Seinfeld would be pretty I would great. Watch the fuck out of that show. Oh my god. I would love to and see Kramer it. just barges in. He's nope. already suited up. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Damn just it. Imagine you like, all the zords coming together. It's like. The monsters beating them. It's like we need something, and then one Zord just comes sliding in from off frame into the monster to knock him out. Oh, sorry. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Instead oh, of Kramer God. busting through the yeah. door, and and, uh, he could be the Green Ranger since him and Jerry are always, you know, <laughs> hello, Newman. <laughs> hello, Dragon Zord. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> What's the deal with Rita Repulsa? She lives on the moon, but she throws her staff onto the earth. What's the deal? <laughs> How it does just, it get it here? It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and yada, 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 all the putties were gone. <laughs> you don't yada, yada, yada the battle with the putties. <laughs> Sometimes missing, you like, yada, yada, yada the battle with the putties. <laughs> At the very least, it should just be Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but the Zordon face is Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I was going to say, we're missing the most obvious connection here is after the battle, all the kids are hanging out in the juice bar and they go to get some juice to refresh themselves and all of a sudden, like, do you see this chaos? No juice for you! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, God. And then he gets turned huge and killed by, like, the thunder sword. Yo, this needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. That's the ultimate monster they have to fight, is the juice Nazi. In yeah. giant form. <laughs> Alright, yep. This is Serenity uh, this now! <laughs> this would be so good. <laughs> We've gone completely off the rails and it's only game one. Uh, David, you're the host. You've gotta the you've gotta be the one to, to guide us going forward on this one. I didn't know if I was doing the intro or doing the whole show. Um hey. John, please for the love of God, take us to game two. It's your call, game buddy. Two. <laughs> So, 
This is the second game in the series that requires an external accessory to be played. So, anybody feeling good? Need extra help? I do. I'm yes. feeling good. Extra hint? Yes. Extra help, please. Absolutely. Um, 
So this is the second game in the series that requires an external accessory. The uh, prior game that required an accessory required the Nintendo 64 expansion pack. Okay. Th- this game requires Wii Motion Plus. Okay. Are, are you ready for them? Or? Yes. Sure. I am. Oh, shit. Oh, Jesse says Sega Bass Fishing, which is sadly incorrect. David and John both got it somehow. <laughs> I guess David for the music. John uh, somehow said Skyward Sword, and uh, oh. they're both correct. I didn't yeah. realize Wii Motion Plus was an accessory. Yeah, you know. I just thought that was, you know, that's what their controllers were. Like, and, I was thinking, like, accessory, like, uh, that thing you put your uh, remote into to, like, use as a gun. So I was like, accessories, and I was like, oh, well, Link's crossbow training, that's already been used. Yeah. So then I was like, well, the other accessory I could think of is the, uh, the thing you connected your Game Boy Advances to so you could play Link's Four Swords. Yeah. And... So I was thinking accessories like that, not like right. actual well, that's controllers the that they use for every single game they make. Well, <laughs> no, see, b- before the uh, before they came out with the Motion Plus, the Wii Remote, you know, they kind of oversold it on its motion control capability. Hold on, I think I have an old Motion Plus right here. Yeah, it had the little thing you plugged in, but then it became standard. And yeah, it's eventually, but like even then, not many standard. games used it. But like, it was a controller sleeve with an extra you know, fucking motion thing on the bottom so you could actually do the full motion like they kind of sold us on when the Wii first came out. <laughs> you know, it only took them five years to master it. <laughs> um, and they did not in Skyward Sword, by the way. <laughs> you, you know, I, I picked this not for the hot take factor, despite knowing that Jesse does not like this game very much. I'll be quiet. Wait, before uh, we get this into Skyward Sword... This game made me Sword, really happy. Before we get into what, that... John? I, before we get into that, I just want to talk about I would play so much more Sega Bass Fishing if that was the music that was playing while you're fishing. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh. uh, or just really contemplative like piano and harp music as you're Sega Bass Fishing. <laughs> like, that'd be pretty good, man. Um, I've never played Sega Bass Fishing, but uh, you know, I have to assume that it's I don't know, probably just Samba de Amigo with a fishing controller. Um, <laughs> you know, John can correct us on that later. But yeah, man, Skyward Sword made me really happy. I fucking love that game. David, how do you feel about Skyward Sword these days? Or actually, no, not not these days. Uh, back in the day. <laughs> um, I've really enjoyed Skyward Sword. I have kind of mixed opinions on it, but like... When this game is good, it's really damn good. It's very good. And when this game's not good, it's pretty not good. But I mean, when this game's like going, this game's amazing. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, initially there was some some kind of issue with that motion control. I was reading about it and like they said they were close to scrapping the motion plus controls altogether. And I think that still shows in a couple of moments in the game. Like, uh, you know, that first boss fight against Girahim, like, I never got that right. It was just yeah. by, like, luck and, like, whatever. But everything after that, it clicked. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it was. Like, if that was just held over from the demo version, but they thought, like, oh, you've got a 
faint like you're going this way, but then strike him this way, and it like it took like fucking forever and it didn't work. But everything after that was just fucking great. It, it, you know, as far as I remember, I haven't revisited Skyward Sword in several years. Um, but I remember yeah, having I just, a real hard time with that fight, and it was the um, the mini boss in. Oh god, the fucking robot pirate! I forgot about him. I was yeah. I was taking a shot. Both the uh, robot yeah. pirates. <laughs> yeah, because just constant forward jabbing strikes against a robot pirate. <laughs> like <laughs> a little frustrating. Which, see, it it sounds like on paper that's the most amazing thing. Like, hey, you're playing a Zelda game and you're gonna fight a robot pirate. Fucking yes! And then yeah. he actually gets there. It's like this sucks. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> you're fighting him in a narrow hallway and you have to push him backwards in the hallway. Uh, <laughs> um, what were you trying to think of? <laughs> I think it was the, I think it was the ancient cistern mini boss where it was like the the skeletal guy with like the four swords who all oh, of a like sudden would guy. like block it and you had to slice in like a particular direction for some right. reason. I could never quite get that right. Like I would go to swing. <laughs> up and left and it would indicate like down right like no i'm i'm moving to position myself i'm not trying to slash that way one of the keys that i discovered to play in this game was holding the sword right in the middle so it's always pointing forward and then it's like okay that guy moves to make like a you know a box that you have to slash a certain direction and you just move that way you know but uh I don't know, man. You know, the game, I think it's gorgeous. I, I like the graphics. Uh, you know, I like the settings. Uh, I am a little, dis- I was a little disappointed that there wasn't more of a connected, like, world because you're flying from Skyloft to, to all these different, like, beacons and dropping in there. But I thought the, I thought the dungeons and the settings were really cool. I like the, you know, the story beats between Link and Zelda, how it was kind of a romance, I guess. And, you know, Link had a rival, like a better rival than I feel like in most games. You know, Groose, that's my dude. Groose is pretty awesome. And it seems like they're going to make Groose the villain because he just looks like uh, like a high school jock version of Ganondorf. And then he's not. He turns out that he's, you know, pretty much on your side and helps you out in a pinch. Um, you know, uh, I thought the dungeons were really cool and I thought it had good puzzles. I mean, like the... You know, the Earth Temple with the lava and the fire sanctuary. You know, it was a little a little odd that it was like, okay, go to these three places and then revisit them again. But, like, once they add in, like, the time stones and stuff, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, that sand ship, how you have to, like, strike the time stone and it reveals that the desert was actually an ocean and, like, you're moving through it in, like, this weird time travel way. You know, there's some cool shit going on. And, you know... The game just, uh, yeah, it did it for me at the time. You know, I don't know if I can go back and play this again now, though, because I think I think Breath of the Wild's ruined previous Zelda games for me, like, completely. <laughs> like, man, it would be frustrating to walk into one, like, area in this game and be like, I want to climb that wall. I want to go see what's over there. And you can't. No. It's like, you know, okay, well, I'm done with this. Going back to... <laughs> going back to destroyed Hyrule or I could go anywhere and ride my fucking sick ass motorcycle peace out y'all <laughs> like, um, but yeah uh, I thought I thought it was cool um, you know trying to remember the other stuff that was great I, th- I think you know it's got one of the I don't know final boss fights in the Zelda series are kind of uh, you know it's kind of tough to say but I really fucking loved the final boss fight in this game I thought it was awesome which and, part the final part <laughs> Okay, well, because yeah. the the buildup to the final boss w- was amazing and incredible, yes. and I remember when um, 
when Hyrule Warriors was first announced. It's like, yeah, it's gonna be you versus like this giant horde of enemies. Like, oh, it's like the end of Skyward Sword. Cause you're just like yeah. running down that spiral, fighting everything yeah. that's coming your way. It's like, it's that a whole game of that. I can get behind that, sure. Yeah, no, that shit was cool. It was like the Hyrule Warriors precursor. But uh, yeah, the final boss fight was dope. You know, and I went through it without even knowing that like you're supposed to do the motion plus move where you hold your sword straight up and like, you know, get the energy and then do like a big strike on it with like lightning and shit. I just beat it like, you know, fucking big long ass sword fight and it was cool. And, you know, and I, you know, not that I give a fuck really about the Zelda timeline, but I like that it's supposed to be like the first game in the series, but they also give you like a crazy fuck you by having like robots and like <laughs> advanced technology that was never present in the rest of the series. <laughs> like it was almost like, okay, yeah, we're going to put out this Hyrule Historia book and you know, we're going to try and fucking put together, cobble together a timeline for you guys, but we're also going to throw in elements to this game that make no fucking sense in the, you know, the scope of the rest of the series. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, I like to imagine there was just a board meeting where it's like, no, this is the definitive game, this is what, what starts off the reincarnation, this is what starts off Hyrule, this is the beginning. Sir, what about that section with the robots? Fuck it, I've already said it, yeah. this is the beginning. <laughs> Our Numa's just at the desk, like sketching a robot. <laughs> it's like, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Should we scrap the robots? Fuck no, we shouldn't scrap the robots. <laughs> Look at those things. <laughs> like, I spent six um, hours on this. They're in the damn game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who else would run a mining facility if not ancient robots? What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, I think that's, you know, interview quote with, uh, with Aonuma. He you know, talks like that. What the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk to Shiggy. We'll get that cleared up. Exactly, yeah. That's the thing. I, I, you know, for Zelda games, I like to give the credit to Aonuma. Shiggy was, you know, he's he's a more behind-the-scenes guy. Aonuma was the, uh, the out-front bro saying, let's put some fucking robots in the series. Huh? <laughs> I don't give a fuck about timelines. Fuck these fans. Uh... <laughs> You know, and actually, it was pretty dope, because it was the 25th anniversary celebration of the series. It came with a fucking CD of orchestral music and shit, and, you know, it was, I thought it was a really good package, and it, it probably doesn't hold up under uh, going back and playing it now, but, like, man, at the time, I, I really, really liked it. You know, all, for all its flaws, I thought it was still a really fun game. Not like the perfect 10 that everybody, you know, fucking gives to Zelda games automatically, but, like... It's a really fun game when you actually get into the meat of it. Like, <laughs> so, made me awesome. happy. Boom, that's the theme. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. Game Don't I look three. happy? Do you hear me smiling?
All right, so this game was, uh, it actually began as another game uh, that they sold in Japan on the Satellite View, or the Satellaview add-on. And um, so the, the other game that this was supposed to be, um, it had a uh, some package had a information on some Super Nintendo packaging like you know if you bought a Super Nintendo they'd be like hey this game's coming out of course it didn't because it became another game but this is what it said about that game uh, blast the ball off the tee to clink and clank as it bounces off wacky obstacles on a sky high high tech golf course of the future the Super NES accurately plots the path of your shots. For the most realistic and fun feel in a golf game yet. Go for it, guys. Yeah. How is Johnny struggling so hard on this one? I'm like watching know, him sweat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's visible anime sweat lines coming <laughs> off of John's forehead right now. Like, you know, how you doing, Haas? As soon as that song plays, like, wait a minute, I recognize this. If I recognize this. I know the series. All right. <laughs> all right, let's, let's see what's going on, guys. We God got help Johnny us all. With, uh, Kirby's Dream Course. David Dr Kirby's Dream Course and John Kirby's Dream Course. That's a, a hole in one hat trick. Hell yeah. Awesome. So, uh, any of you guys played this game? I Dude, have not you're gonna be yet, pissed, but I want know. to. I've got the SNES Classic and I still haven't even bothered, like, scrolling over to it and playing it. <laughs> like. How can it possibly be my cup of tea? <laughs> so, like, first off, I just gotta say uh, that you said that there was a theme for this week was games that make you happy. We've done a hundred episodes. Like, 
I'm sure at least 80 of the games I've picked have made me happy, you know? So it's really hard <laughs> to find games that make you happy that that just, you know... Any, so anyways, besides <laughs> it's that... usually what we I pick. <laughs> recently got a Super Nintendo uh, NES Mini. That's... Oh, it's so cool. Those things are really neat. If you can find one, get one. Uh, they're way more prevalent now. They're uh, dope. So that's cool. That's my lock of the week. And, and don't uh, talk about Raspberry Pi right now, John. I swear to God. Wait. Yeah, because I'm using legit Nintendo hardware to play legit Nintendo games, not some pirate bullshit, you know, a yard, you know, walk the plank and whatever, you know. A vast. Just so confused. <laughs> anyway, I love you, I'm just time. nipping it in the bud. But, uh, so, so, I've been playing a lot of Secret of Mana, and that game makes me really happy, but we've used that uh, on the show. <laughs> So I, then I picked a game I've been playing the second most. If I'm not playing Secret of Mana, I've been playing the fuck out of this Kirby game that I've never even heard of. I was like, what is this? And like the picture on the box doesn't tell you it's a golf game. <laughs> so you play it and it's essentially putt-putt, but you're Kirby. And I mean, first of all, it's Kirby. Kirby makes you happy if you have a soul. So like, as soon as you True. see Kirby, you're happy. So that wins the theme. Yeah, and Jesse, so can you playing... tell me how to draw Kirby? Yeah, you draw a circle, and then, uh... <laughs> That's all that anybody really remembers. <laughs> I think it's like, add two eyes and a smile, maybe? First yeah. you draw yeah, a circle. Like First you draw a circle, That's and that's when I press start. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool, like, you, uh, can get powers and stuff. It looks like, really, though, like, the two-player mode is it looks amazing. Because I was watching some videos of some people playing two-player, and you can really dick each other over and stuff. It looks like just a perfect trash-talking, like, drinking beers and playing two-player game. Like, really. Oh, man. Like, like I'm serious. This The Dirt, Kirby's Dream Course is the new party game. But, um... <laughs> Nothing's better than, it. like, when you really start trash-talking and you're playing something as adorable as a Kirby game. Exactly. <laughs> And, like, the music is good, but, like, you get power, so, like, you can get, like, the j a jumping power. So, like, you have to go over and not land in water, so you can jump over the water and then get, you know, kill your enemies and stuff. And the thing is, is whenever, if you, if you uh, I guess, make a putt or whatever you call it, move Kirby, and you don't hit an enemy or get in the hole, you lose a, uh, a fruit. You have four fruits, so... You can actually lose lives in this game, and you know, like in most golf games, if you just keep fucking up, you just get a really shitty score. No, in this game, it's you you die, and it's game over. Also, if you got rid of bounds, <laughs> you die, you know? So, it is brutal. Like, you, it is definitely a game that you'll be playing over and over again until you, you beat the levels. And um, But when you do, they, if they feel really good, because like you, you figure out the course and stuff, and... I don't know. It's a very delightful game. It's like very chill. You sit back if you know if you want to play a golf game, but not golf. If you want to play a Kirby game, but not Kirby. You know, this is a game for you. You know, it's not really a golf game. It's not really a Kirby game. But man, can it? Uh, to answer your question, I don't know what this game is. <laughs> now you said that there were power ups, but do you get um, like classic power ups from the Kirby series, or is it just like it's things that match a golf game? Fighter balls, sleep balls, hammer balls. I'm um, like, okay, so one of them, like the Waddle D, he gives you an um, uh, umbrella. And so the umbrella is really good for, um, like, say you have to go off a cliff 
and uh, your momentum is going to make you like go really far. If you, as soon as you go off the cliff and hit the umbrella, you'll fall straight down, like uh, you know, like an umbrella would make you fall. So you can pinpoint oh. your shot like that. So that's cool. Like the super jump makes you, you know, obviously jump higher. There's the little uh, tire that spins out that'll you yeah. know, shoot you across. There's nice. all sorts of like dips and stuff in the different courses, and you can like curve your shot. There's like the tornado. Um, I think now, you can get the UFO power and like move Kirby like, uh, like how you want him to go directly with the UFO. Well, like, that's cool. um, that'd be cool if the UFO just like hovered over any dips and just made it like an easy straight shot. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Um, there's like uh, like little parts in the uh, the course that spin. So like if you go over them, you'll like move a little bit and it can fuck up your shot. You know, there's sand, of course, uh, water hazards. Um, uh, you can change it from like night and day with like the sun and moon dudes. Uh, I forget exactly what that does, but like if you're playing two player. Whenever you kill an enemy, you get a star, and once you kill all the enemies on the map, uh, then the hole forms. So you want to collect as many stars, but you can steal your other uh, player's stars. So you can steal their stars and then get the hole and then get all the points and fuck them over and stuff. So it's great. That sounds awesome. super involved for a mini golf game. Yeah. Yeah. Now, real but it quick, sounds awesome Jesse, though. With all that being said, can you reread that thing you said about this being the most realistic golf experience that like people could possibly have? Because that sounds like a bold-faced lie. <laughs> like, well, I mean, well, this was also like what, like ninety-two or ninety-three? Like golf games were not that advanced at this point but i mean to say that this is realistic is a mistake <laughs> it was supposed to be called specialty shot and uh it says blast the ball off the tee to clink and clank as it bounces off of wacky obstacles in a sky high high tech golf course of the future so like in this little picture there's like weird like pyramids and like the enemies are like these little robot things so they pretty much just took the robot things out of it and put Waddle Dees instead. Okay. And they're like, let's use Kirby stuff, because <laughs> Kirby is way more fun than this weird high-tech garbage. <laughs> I guess I misheard it. I thought it said something about it's like realism. I'm like, well, that's a terrible mistake in marketing. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Well, I'm sure they were Don't talking about realism before they replaced the ball with a pink puffball. Exactly. <laughs> but it really bounces like Kirby bounces. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. What exactly is a Kirby? I've said too much. I have to go now. <laughs> like, I'd really like to play that game. <laughs> Where you just whack a Kirby around with a golf club. <laughs> like, you're the driving range and just get Kirby. That's a horrible game. Why would you beat up Kirby? He's so cute. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers he's, says he's otherwise. With a smile. Actually, yeah, that's true. I guess, I guess basically what Johnny's asking for is to add a putter into Smash Brothers. Hmm. Oh, I'll that, take yeah, that. That'll work. Actually, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, just, just instead of a home run bet, you just get, like, a nine iron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just get, you know, all of, like, you know, every every realistic just bludgeoning object in the real world. You get a putt or a baseball bat. Well, that's already in there. Frying pan. Peach has that. Um, Pipe wrench. You know, yep. Anybody have a wrench? You know, they should have that. Uh Wait, yeah, I thought man. one of the characters did have a golf club because they were in Mario Golf. Oh yeah, or Peach. Oh yeah, Peach does have that too. 
but a putter specifically. <laughs> now, yeah, that'd be a nice oh, soft yeah. tap in Smash Brothers. It does like you know half a percent each time. <laughs> yes. It's like it's like oh Luigi's uh, taunt. <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah, I, I definitely got to fucking play this at some point. Like it's sitting there on that SNES Classic, and now that it's got the Jesse endorsement, you know, I uh, one, I need to make a friend, and then two, I need to play it with that friend while drinking many many beers. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like that idea. I like it a lot. Cheers to that. <laughs> Game four. Sit down some angels And they better have guns Cause everybody's crazy down here On everybody's drugs Casinos, pornos, stock shows Where my trash goes to die Bugs push calls, crackhead squirrels And birds too drunk to fly
fun fact about this game. It it has the uh, a Buckethead song that was the first ever studio recorded version of that song. Buckethead later said, "I think this is one of the best things I've ever recorded in my entire life." John's face was fro- I don't know what kind of face that was through the whole first song of those anger or what, but let's see some answers. We've got <laughs> John says mother. <laughs> We've also got Guitar Hero 2 and Guitar Hero 2. That is a hat trick. <laughs> it doesn't have to actually be a hat trick. I feel like my guess was mother for the NES. <laughs> I, was about to say, I didn't realize that the prequel to Earthbound was Guitar Hero 2. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize I could be so angry at a song until just a few minutes ago. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I fucking love Guitar Hero 2 so much. Like it's hands down my favorite of the Guitar Hero games cuz I feel like that's the last one where playing on expert was still fun. Uh, like, starting in 3 and later, like, you know, playing on Expert is just, like, you're just masturbating over how quickly you can hit buttons and things like that. Like, it's really stupid. Whereas, Guitar Hero 2 is like, no, like, you're playing, like, fun songs and they're really enjoyable. And, uh, yeah, I could play, I could play this goddamn game all day. 
I just, I, it's, it makes me so happy when I play it. Like, I feel like I'm playing music. It's not the same as actually playing music by any means, but it captures a lot of those same feelings. Like, it's really good. I, God, I love it. I love it. I was about to ask what separates Guitar Hero 2 from Guitar Hero 1. Guitar Hero 2 uh, really improved how you do um, pull-offs and, and, and pull-ons pull and hammer-downs or hammer-ups or whatever you call that thing. I can't remember anymore now. <laughs> but basically, John, are you talking about sex? What, say it again? Sex? Yes. No. <laughs> I know on Pornhub you can find cock hero videos, yeah. and that's like a, a pull-on hammer-down situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, so when you have a, a, a string of notes that are close together, instead of having to actually hit the strum on every single one, you can you know just kind of move your fingers on, along the buttons real quick. Um, oh, okay. And in Guitar Hero 1, that was really hard. Like The timing of it had to be like absolutely perfect, where in Guitar Hero 2, they kind of loosened it up a little bit, and it just made it way more enjoyable to do. Nice. And then, of course, the song selection. Uh, I actually like some of the songs of Guitar Hero 1 a little better, but Guitar Hero 2 is just so so much better to play it. Oh. And, yeah. Go on. uh, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but... So, these are... Like, I got way into Guitar Hero 2. I was actually making my own custom discs with custom songs on them for my PS2. Um... So I actually got to brush off some of my skills for this week, and I, I loaded up my Guitar Hero 2 disc and, like, extracted the actual, you know, songs from the game, which is why those are kind of the shitty covers, but I wanted it to be the authentic Guitar Hero 2 songs. No, I remember... I definitely remember playing this game with you, and I remember you getting very into it. I didn't realize you got that into it. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were more memory- of a rock band family, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my memory of John Regan and Guitar Hero 2 was coming over to your house at some point, you bragging about that very thing you were talking about, making your own custom Guitar Hero tracks, and I asked you if it was possible to do Bombs Over Baghdad by Outkast, and you loaded it up, and it was just an incoherent, like, nonsense stream of arrows the whole time, like, an impossible-to-play fucking, like, uh, track, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> and then, yeah, I do remember at some point seeing you and David both in, like, your living room, like, furiously strumming those plastic guitars and just being like, I'm good. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I think I, it's too late for me to try to get into this. <laughs> like, you, you guys want to play Mario Kart? Yeah, exactly. Like, anything but this. Um, yeah, because it's, yeah, I'm not saying I can't play it, but, like, you guys were already next level, and I was like, no, okay, like, you guys, you guys get Guitar Hero, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pick up the next thing, whatever that is, <laughs> uh, see, this was, like, 2006 or so, when's that new Smash Brothers coming out, <laughs> fuck, I need something, not this, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you guys were too good at it to make it desirable to me, um, yeah. So, John, tell us all your favorite Guitar Hero 2 tracks. Um, the first one that I played is called Elephant Bones, and it is just really weird, and I really enjoy it. Um, I also, I really love playing their version of Mother. I know, like, the cover sucks, but, like, it's just so, it's just, just a great song anyways. Um, yeah, Mother's a great song, but, yeah, it was like, once that started, I'm like, oh, this is gonna suck. <laughs> Pay dancing the money. <laughs> 
And then tonight he I'm gonna ro- <laughs> spinal tap. Tonight I'm gonna Rocky tonight. That's a great one to play on guitar. Yeah, like it's just your drummer explodes oh, yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember that, which was a beautiful, amazing touch. Awesome. <laughs> and then yeah, some of the bonus songs, which Elephant Elephant Bones is one of those bonus bonus songs. But then there's um a song called Mr. Fix It, and I think it's about just like going around the neighborhood banging people or something weird like that. Um, like ah, Mr. Fix Probably. It. Good stuff. And I've only ever, yeah, man. I've only ever beaten Freebird on Expert up. once, uh, and I, I did it one time. And then you a, were in a plane crash. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oops. I was in, I was on a band trip in marching band in college, and I remember uh, oh, Keith no. Denbeck was there with me. And we did it in co-op mode, the whole nine-minute expert. Like it was ridiculous. It was the hardest thing I've ever done, Guitar Hero. And that was around the time that like. I started not liking the songs that are just hard for the sake of being hard. You know what I mean? Which is what, again, what Guitar Hero 3 became. It's like, this is making it really hard for no reason. Ugh. Yeah. Uh-huh. But no, I yeah, definitely, like, I know exactly what you're talking about where you have that kind of, like, that feeling. Where it's like, I'm very obviously not playing music, but if I squint my eyes the right way, I can kind of pretend I'm playing music. <laughs> and a couple of times I did play Guitar Hero in a rock band. Like, I never felt a connection to it. Like, I, I really wanted to. Because, like, when Rock Band came out, it's like, let's get together with some friends. Let's drink some beers. You know, let's, like, get into it. Even if I can't play the fucking, like, those lame drums, I can, like, sing and shit. And then, no, it turns out, like, I just, you know, I can't hit the right notes. You know, I don't know. They they expect people to actually hit those high notes? I mean, come on. <laughs> like, there's a reason why these guys are real, like, millionaire singers. I can't hit that fucking high note. How are you supposed to do that? Like, ridiculous but uh yeah i wanted to get into it you know my uh, my brief guitar hero story was uh when i was living down in st pete i was living with my girlfriend and she uh really didn't like the video games that i uh was you know buying and i bought guitar hero one on ebay for like 30 bucks game and controller got a good deal on it and then thought i could probably hide this from her like you know I could probably stow this away, like, somewhere under the dresser or in the closet or something and only play it when she's in the shower, that kind of thing, and then, no. Turns out, you know, I could not do that. She got furious and started fucking some other guy, and we broke up, like, a month later. You know, and I I blame Guitar Hero for that. So, I'm glad this game makes you you happy, John. (laughs) But... I just imagine that, like, your ex-girlfriend is in the shower, like, shampooing her hair and just, wait... He's playing video games right now. Like she yeah. has a sixth sense that starts tingling. Yeah, she just hears like click 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 click. Oh, what the fuck God is that it. noise? I also <laughs> like <laughs> the fact that you thought you could conceal a large <laughs> plastic instrument with what you know. I'm guessing this was like what uh, was this still the corded era? So like, oh yeah, there was probably a cord to it too. <laughs> yeah. And so like you'd have to like scurry out of whatever like hiding place this was. Like for a ten-minute, you know, quick session of playing one song, maybe. And yeah, yeah. This was uh, this was the PlayStation Two era, and I did not think this through at all. <laughs> like, it was uh, yeah, it was one of my like most shameful moments as like a uh, shitty boyfriend slash gamer. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> that's a bad idea. <laughs> I just huh. love the image of oh, well. walking into the living room and you're like standing as close to the TV as you can because you have the volume so low. Do you know, try to keep it like on the down low what you're doing? Like, yeah, I like, right the, front with the guitar. I like the the feeling that I had of being caught masturbating, <laughs> except I was playing Guitar Hero. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty much how it was. And then, you know, yeah, 
uh, needless to say, I sold it. So <laughs> that's uh, that's tainted my view of Guitar Hero ever since. But you know, yeah, I'm really like, glad no you, got you were so pissed during that first song. Damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen uh, I've seen John and David both thoroughly enjoy Guitar Hero, so I'm glad you got to use this. Sorry for letting my. Uh, let my uh, personal problems bleed over into this one. <laughs> oh man, it, it hurt to clench my face for that long. <laughs> Shall we? Game five.
So this is our second fan request for the evening. This comes to us from a frequent requester and Patreon super fan tier producer, Dell at Delition underscore Hikari on Twitter. So this is Game That Tune in hard mode. Um, the original idea for this game came when its developer visited Western countries and saw couples kissing in public, a custom that is not often performed in Japanese uh, culture. sure everybody's ready for action on this one this uh this is uh <laughs> johnny i like where your head's at <laughs> yeah uh you know david says rhythm heaven which i can tell he was thinking about the whole time um and john says a uh, drawing of a penis and jesse says the 40s <laughs> uh which uh all three sadly incorrect um, so this is a game <laughs> that I had never heard of until Dell gave us this request. This game is called Chulip for the PlayStation 2. Um, huh. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny. Wait, what is it uh, called? Chulip. C-H-U-L-I-P. And it's really something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let me see uh, if I can fish this link up for you guys and send it to you. Because, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I remember weird. seeing this in oh, stores and okay. almost buying it. Yeah, it, you know, it came out in Japan in 2002 for the PlayStation 2 and apparently sold, like, absolute dog shit. And then for some reason, five years later, they put it out in America for the PlayStation 2. So it came out in 2007 for the PlayStation 2, which, you know, let me, hold on, let me think on that. That's after the launch of the PlayStation 3. <laughs> like, I don't know why they decided to release this game in America. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird, quirky little game. You play as, uh... You know, some guy who moves into a new town, uh, and he has a dream about, like, eventually meeting the love of his life and kissing her underneath a giant tree. No. And he decides he's going to build up his confidence by kissing everyone in town. Whoa. And I tried that the game once. Wor- <laughs> it did not go well. That's why you moved? <laughs> That's why I, I, I no longer live in Florida. That is absolutely right. Yeah, no mention of why he moved to this new town, but it might be related. Um, but yeah, he, uh, you know, 
he fucking... It's like, the game works on a 24-hour cycle. You know, it's kind of like Majora's Mask. Uh, the characters perform certain actions in that time frame, and you catch them and learn their patterns, and it's kind of a trial and error thing to figure out when you should kiss somebody. And... <laughs> you know, it's... This game sounds very problematic. Sounds great. No, I, mean, I, I think, think I think some of them are obvious. Like if it's various NPCs from a video game, like if there's a thief breaking into a house, don't try to kiss them at that moment. Like, yeah, exactly. They're kind of busy. <laughs> yeah, but, but see, a- and I and I don't think it's ever like you know you kiss them and you know it's just like okay, it's not, it's isn't like laser laser shoot Larry or anything like. <laughs> You try to, you know, kiss the wrong the person at the wrong time, and they like kill you, essentially. <laughs> like, you know, there's there's a there's a life meter and shit to this game. Like, if you if you complete a certain kissing mission the wrong way, like you'll get struck by lightning at the end, that kind of thing. This game looks fucking insane. <laughs> like, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm at a bit of a loss for this. It, you know, apparently, you know, it's it's a very it's kind of that Japanese humor, absurd, kind of Katamari-esque, just weirdness. I want to try but, this out. It looks cool. Yeah, but this like, looks interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. This uh, this is really something. <laughs> it's, you know, you walk around learning things about the people in the place, and, you know, eventually you kiss them, and I guess you're trying to get your, uh, you know... It, like as you slowly build your reputation, I'm not sure if that's it's reputation like you know makeout master, but like you know eventually you get a, you put together like a love letter that you write to the girl that you want to fall in love with, and you know the end game is you send her the letter, you fucking fulfill your dream, you kiss her under the tree, game over, you win. But like this is so weird. I'm picturing it like some kind of weird cross of like you know like I said like Majora's Mask and like some Animal Crossing type shit, like, you know, what if Animal Crossing, your only objective was to learn how to kiss everybody in the village? <laughs> like, That'd be pretty cool, too. so weird. <laughs> you know what I well, think? I mean, you can, like, emote in Animal Crossing where you get, like, little hearts above you, like... Mm-hmm. But they don't have but... an emote for, like, put your tongue in their mouth. Yeah, see, and I don't even think it's a put your tongue down their mouth thing. I think it's probably an innocent little little smooch, but still... There is something strangely problematic about that these days. <laughs> like, when's you know when's the right time to kiss her? I, I you know I don't know. And actually, I didn't look into it enough to see if you're trying to kiss literally everyone. Like, if it's one man in a town full of women and he's trying to kiss all of them, extremely problematic. If it's just a man trying to figure out when to kiss everyone, less problematic, but still a little weird. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. You know what I think? Your mailman delivers now, and it's the little guy. He's got like his mailman outfit and his little hat, and it looks yeah. like he's trying to like kiss somebody in a mask with a rocket on their head. <laughs> like, so I assume it's kind of everybody. Yeah, like <laughs> I was trying to figure out. I was watching like just a couple of videos of this, and it seemed like at some point, like you're talking to somebody, and they're like just legs hiding underneath like some kind of big telephone pole or something so I feel like there might be an element of discovery to this game like one finding everyone in town and then two learning how to kiss all these confusing people (laughs) like it's uh really something and you know Dell recommended it because it's got a weird acapella soundtrack and because it's it's about making people happy it's uh you know the kisses they're not unwanted but you have to figure out when the people want them so so you know what i, I think. don't know 
I think there's a real missed opportunity for this game here. Because, like, what I'm hearing is you oh, run God. around. Here you comes kiss, Johnny's hot take corner. <laughs> you kiss a bunch of people. Uh, and you gotta f eventually pick the one. I really think they should have just no. licensed this out as a Bachelor game. Like, The Bachelor. And it would have done oh, very oh. well. See, no, that's the thing. You don't pick the one. The one is irrelevant to all, like, the game. Like, you move to the town dreaming of, like, kissing your, you know, the love of your life. And the then you realize that you need to build up your reputation. And you kiss everyone else. The Bachelor. And then you write a letter to this other person who you've never seen in the game. And then kiss them. Like, you know, it's not like you have to, like, pick one of these people you kiss and be like, well, I like that. Yeah, I like that guy over there. He's he's the one. Let's, let's go to the tree. No. You know. You have to kiss a bunch of fucking people and then decide to kiss, you know, and then win the game by kissing this other person. I, I don't know what this game is, man. <laughs> it sounds like The Bachelor. Baffling. Also, I've never seen The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, John, you know. Sure. Come this, on. Um, you know, don't play coy with us. <laughs> before we get into John's sordid Bachelor fan fiction, we should move on. I agree. Thanks, Dell, for the request. Awesome acapella soundtrack. Yeah, music's great. Yeah. All right. Game six. John, bonus game. Uh, oh, do we ha do we have that still? Oh, bonus game. Here we go.
So, in approximately two months, this game sold 9.07 million copies worldwide, making it the best-selling game for this console, and also meaning that over 60% of people that own this console bought this game. Well, well, David. Surprise. I'm sure everyone's very shocked. So, who has their guesses? So, we've got... Damn it, John. Jesse says Mario Odyssey. John Regan says Super Mario Odyssey. And John Harrington says Super Homario Iliad. (laughs) That's a hat trick. Goddamn right. Concerning the game, quite literally. Oh, hey now, that oh man, it should have been called Super Mario Hat Trick. 
So, <sighs> I have a lot to say about this game. I'm sure other people do, but before we get started, and I wish we had done this earlier in the episode, I'm going to come right out and say it. Super Mario Odyssey is the greatest Mario game ever made. Johnny? Hot take. Game that tune! <laughs> Hot take. Nice. Huh. Oh. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, that is now scalding hot take. Hold on, that is now bound to my H key for hot take. Nice. So, uh, David, where'd you get that hot take, man? Did you pick that up, uh, you know, over at uh, Mount Volbono? You know. Uh, yes. Little, Mar- little Mario Odyssey reference for you. Which was almost the trivia. Uh, this is the first game, the first Mario game that's rated E uh, E10 plus uh, because you control a military tank, you beat the shit out of Bowser. And the uh, boss in Mount Volbano vomits at you. So. Yeah, dude, that boss is fucking gross. <laughs> All the bosses in this game are awesome. Yeah, I said. But that one in particular gross. is fucking gross. <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure you're not hearing gross is awesome. That was fucking ridiculous. I love that boss, but like, what? <laughs> that was out of nowhere, and I loved it. Most, yeah, pretty much like. Like every part of Super Mario Odyssey, it was out of nowhere, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah, the game, the game is magical, and every single for the entire time that I was playing this game, I was smiling. I was just smiling the entire time. This game is so good. John, are, are you the only other person to play it? Jesse, John, have you played it at all? I have not. Yeah. No Switch yet. Okay. I think it's you and me on this one, Haas. I was gonna say, I'm gonna try my best to not go into spoilers, but I love this game. Yeah. Oh shit, we do have to have a non-spoiler discussion, don't we? Son of a bitch! <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. Let me spoil something. This game's really good, and uh, you fight Bowser at the end. I'm sorry, guys. I had to it, spoil man. it. <laughs> <sighs> The, the thing that I love about this game, and I, I briefly touched on this in our 2007 Best of Mixtape, which you can check out, um, it kind of incorporates like everything that makes Mario good. Like you have the giant sprawling open levels from Mario 64, but there's also a ton of like small challenge levels that you can get to that are play like Mario Galaxy. So you have like linear and open Mario. Um, the capturing, you get all of the different forms, which grant you all of the different power-ups and all of the abilities. Fighting bosses in this game is fun, which usually isn't the case in Mario games, because usually it's just avoid and then jump on them three times. But because you have the right. capture, like you have all these new abilities that make fighting them really fun to do. Jesse has a question. Do the, uh, do the Captain Toad levels return? The levels don't, but you can find, like, every kingdom Captain Toad is hidden in. So you find Captain Toad hidden, but you don't actually get to do the the little mini levels. Those were awesome. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, the boss fights, they are fun, but they are they are still essentially, uh, in a lot of cases, jump on them three times. But, like, yeah, you know, they, uh, they incorporate a lot more variety because, you know, because of, like how you have to play them as certain captured uh, captured Mario enemies. Um, I just I mean, keep you thinking still about have, that. You have the, 
the Brutals, which are still basically, like, avoid and jump on top. But then you have, yes. like, other bosses in the kingdoms, like the, the boss in the Sand Kingdom, where you have to capture its fists and then punch it in the face. I fucking like, love that boss. Yeah. <laughs> it was I so good. I loved doing that. Let me, give me, like, 30 seconds to just talk about how much I fucking love doing that. There's a fucking, like, Olmec head, Legends of the Hidden Temple style, and you have to capture its hand when it tries to punch you. It's half Olmec, it's half Bongo Bongo from fucking Ocarina of Time. You capture its hand, and then you have to make it hit itself, and when you're trying to hit it, it's like backing away like, no, 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 motherfucker, don't hit me with my own fist, and then you punch it right in the face with its own fist, and it's just fucking fun. <laughs> I fucking loved doing that, boss. <laughs> uh, okay, David, go for it. No, that that pretty much says it all. Yeah, no, I mean, continue on to the next boss. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're yeah. all so fun. And I think, like, I think for me, what really gets down to it is just controlling Mario is enjoyable. Like, just running around and jumping and throwing the hat and bouncing off of oh, it. Yeah. Like, even without all the captures, just running around in the world is fun. So, like, even when you've collected as many moons as you want, you've gotten all the special coins and you've, like, unlocked all the costumes and done everything, it's still great to go to New Donk City and just bounce off the rooftops and just dick around in the city. Like... What a delightful world. It's... It's up... My favorite world by far. Ugh, yeah, man. No, I love learning the intricacies of Mario's control in this game. Because, like, it's just, it's, you know, it's like, it's it's iterative on every previous Mario game. With maybe the exception of Super Mario Sunshine. Like, obviously the jetpack, you know, functions of the flood and stuff don't come back. But, like, you know, if you've played Mario 64 and you can kind of remember that control scheme and then you carry it into this, you add in a throwable hat and just like a couple new little twists and like yeah you know it's like i would watch a video of somebody speed running this or like trying to get this you know certain thing in a certain amount of time and like doing this trick jump and i just wanted to go do it myself like you know once you do like you can throw the hat and bounce off it but then like you can run jump throw the hat and then like press i don't even remember the button combination but like you can press it to dive at the hat and then jump off it so like you can cover some crazy fucking ground on these jumps you know add in some wall kicks like it once you like get those controls down like it's like mario god mode and it feels so fucking good man <laughs> like, it's it's, it's the awesome. weirdest thing because like most times when i watch a speed run not necessarily a mario speed run like any speed run i'm watching it like I have no- this is magic. I have no idea how you do- but there's like- I've watched some speedruns of Mario Odyssey because there's some like racing missions. It's like, how do you do that? And I'm watching it, it's like, you know, I could pull that Actually, off. I yeah, think I know that's how That's exactly do that. what I did. <laughs> I was like, wait, I can make that jump? Like, I know how he did that. And I'm gonna practice it, or I'm gonna like keep trying it until I do, because I love that they got rid of the life system. It's not- yes. it's not one-ups anymore. It's coins. And, I mean, what, do you lose 10 coins for losing yeah, a life? Yeah, you lose 10 coins. Big fucking deal. <laughs> like, it's like Sonic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, you rack up, like, 900 coins in the first kingdom, and then you're never worrying about death ever again. You know, that's why I love this game so much. It's, you know, you don't have to worry about dying. <laughs> it's, <laughs> that, and I love, like, it's it, the opposite it, of existence. 
it builds on Mario games before, it incorporates elements from Mario games before, and then it does stuff that's brand new. I never in my life thought what Mario was missing was a dress-up mode, but damn, <laughs> dressing up Mario in different costumes is great. Yep, he's not wrong. You know, there's something to be said for just, you know, like, yeah, like, was Mario really missing, like, unlockables? No. Apparently. <laughs> You know, like, they just feel so good. Like, you know, was it missing different kinds of coins to collect in each kingdom? No, because you had red coins before, but now it's like, okay, you got your gold coins everywhere, but you got your kingdom-specific coins, which unlock kingdom-specific costumes. You know, ooh, love it. You know, it's... Yeah, man, the game is fucking joyous. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I really, really fucking love to play this game. And, you know, yeah, we're not doing spoiler discussion. Let's, how much money do we have in the Patreon? Can we get Jesse and Johnny both a Switch by now? Like, you know, <laughs> we need more people to well, go we're getting, patronize We're getting us. my daughter a Switch for her birthday, which is in April. So, uh, oh, man. Hey, I mean, if nothing else, I mean, seriously, <laughs> if it's really going to be your daughter's Switch, then let her play as Mario and you play in two-player mode as the fucking hat. You know, that's what you yeah, do. Yeah, that would be awesome. You know, you help Betsy through Super Mario Odyssey and just enjoy every moment because that game is a fucking magical adventure. <laughs> like, it's just wall-to-wall -wall smiles, man. Like, you know, David is right to have picked it for this episode. <laughs> but let me just say, I look forward to the fact that in episode 104, it's going to be a revisit episode because I would have picked three completely different songs from this game. Like, I don't that's like, I didn't want to be super obvious. I wanted to be a little bit tricky. And then it's like, what do I want for the last song? It's got to be New Dunk City. It has to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that or it's got to be fucking, you know, the Steam Gardens. The Steam Gardens. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or if you wanted to go mega fucking obvious, yeah, you go fucking like, you know, New Dong City Festival. But uh, I'm looking forward to revisiting this in uh, exactly three episodes and picking different songs and not having to worry about making it too obvious. <laughs> oh, man. You're it's, welcome, uh, John. I'm, I yeah. did this for you. Thanks, pal. You know, you got the guessing out of the way. I get to, <laughs> I get to pick three uh, three completely different songs but oh man this soundtrack's so juicy like it's so you know good. Every, everything about this game's so juicy like it's just it's, it's just a really fucking phenomenal game you know um, i'm still and, not giving a game of the year for 2017 you know still i'm still giving props to breath of the wild but man you know mario odyssey is fucking superb I'm, I'm going to say and, uh, one thing, and I'm going to kind of, like, tiptoe up to the spoiler line. I'm not going to cross it. I'm going to, like, tiptoe it to it. It's like I was smiling the entire game. It just made me happy the whole way. I didn't think I could get happier. And then I got to the first, like, post-game area. And I was gone. I was done. Was like, yep. all right. All right. Yeah. It's, so, uh, um, I think before crazy. we, before we, like... Break temptation. Johnny, I think it's time to hit the calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Boops. Damn it, John. Scoring complete. This ah. game's winner is... Jesse Moore. What a shock. Hey. <laughs> Dude. 
what an episode. We actually, uh, you know, I love that none of us prepared a lightning round for tonight. Because it's actually a three-way tie at the top, man. Johnny, Johnny pulling out all the stops tonight. Getting tied with Jesse and David, but, uh, you know, it couldn't be Johnny, so it had to be Jesse. <laughs> hey, I like that. Hell yeah. I like Jesse, John looking at like, what? why couldn't it be me? Yeah, well, yeah why not me? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're uh, busy. Exactly, yeah. You know, too busy to pick a theme and upload <laughs> bonus music. Come on, man. Um... But yeah, Jesse, what do you what do you got in mind for uh, for our next episode? Um, how about hmm? Oh shit! Flying like games, like uh, flying games. Not necessarily games where you fly the whole time, but you have to have some kind of element of flying in them. Hmm. Like Tails Sky Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> David's got a pick in his back pocket. Uh, checks the game that tune database. Oh shit, we used that like 90 episodes ago. Well, you know, David's uh, David's in trouble on this one. <laughs> I was just thinking, it's like flying games. I've got the perfect. Wait, how many times can I get Kid Chris Uprising music on this show? <laughs> You're approaching maximum uprising. So uh, <laughs> yeah, um, dude, awesome theme. I love games in which you fly, David. You know, real quick, refresh me. Do at any point you actually just, like, take off and start flying in Mario Odyssey? Because I feel like that might have been missing. Where's the wing capture? Like... Uh, you get a parrot Goomba that can, like, fly very slowly. Okay, yep. And the bullet bills fly, Oh, yeah, they? the bullet bills. Oh, boom. I'll count it. I love piloting those bullet bills, man. <laughs> even, if, you know, even if they got a limited distance and you got to crash into a wall... Yeah, you know, uh, being a Mario, being a bullet bill with a mustache is uh, pretty fantastic. Fuck yeah, man. Flying games next week on Game That Tune. That's the shit. David, you want to take us home? Can you do this? Yeah, I can. I thought you wanted to take it home. Dude, I'm, you know, it's on you, pal. I am home. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. Do you want to take it home? No. Johnny, take <laughs> it home, drunk ass. <laughs> All right, so let's see here. Thank you for uh, uh, listening. Oh, God damn it, David. Just take us home. <laughs> Speaking right. of plane crashes. <laughs> oh. Um, so that's going to do it for the show. want to say thank you to all of our live viewers on twitch.tv slash game that tune and youtube.com slash game that tune we appreciate you coming out we record live every wednesday night um be sure to follow us twitter.com slash game that tune and facebook.com slash game that tune and check us out on patreon.com slash game that tune shout out to our super fan tier backers Alex, Alex Lance. Messenger, Lance Revere, and Andrew Oliver. Um, if you want to follow me on the Twitter, you can follow me at DFD Fleming. You can follow John Regan on Twitter at JP Regan JR. You can follow John Harrington on Twitter at JGangsta187. And follow tonight's winner, Jesse Moore, on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. You picked the theme. It is your win. What is the bonus music you got for us, Jesse? Well, today's a sad day in the world of science. We lost uh, uh, Stephen Hawking. And so I thought we'd go out with one of his legendary songs. 
because he was also a uh, musical artist. I don't know if you guys knew that. So we're going out with E equals MC Hawking. All right. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Damn, this is smooth. Yo, a lot of people been asking what the Hawkman's all about. This one's for you. E stands for energy. Yo, that's me. I'm a brilliant scientist and a dope MC. Before you step to me, I'd think twice, G. Cause I'm the lord of chaos, king of entropy. You down with it. I motherfucking hope so. Cause if you're not, I got a motherfucking rope, yo. I'll string you up from a big ass tree. With a sign round your neck that says whack MC. There ain't another motherfucker hard like me. I'm a universal constant, I'm a singularity. Got Doomsday at my back with fat ass tracks. He pumps funk in the cracks and cuts wax with an X. So listen up, bitch, cause there may be a test. My style is smooth, but it's hard to digest. My science is tight, rhymes faster than light. Like a ton of TNT, I'm about to ignite. E equals MC. Come on, come on. E equals MC. What? What? E equals MC. Come on, come on. E equals MC. What? E equals MC. Come on. Come on. E equals MC. What? What? E equals MC. Come on. Come on. E equals MC. Hard. I explode like a bomb. No one is scared. My power is my mass times the speed of life squared. Close on my tip. 15 bullets in my clip. My hand rests heavy on my pistol grip. Doomsday cuts it up like a Shaolin monk. Pumping the funk in your junk trunk punk. There's no escaping here, I'm gonna beat you out of shape. Like a fucking black hole, even light can't escape. Got the mind to bust a rhyme to make your brain bleed. Other rappers talk shit, but they gotta concede. Then I'm a three sandwich eating, supermodel meeting. Step to me punk and you're gonna get a beating. So listen up bitch, cause there may be a test. My style is smooth, but it's hard to digest. My science is tight, rhymes faster than light. Like a ton of TNT, I'm about to ignite. E equals MC. Come on. Come on. E equals MC. What? What? E equals MC. Come on. Come on. E equals MC. What? E equals MC. Come on. Come on. E equals MC. What? What? E equals MC. Come on. Come on. E equals MC. Parking. 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 Break down. Ah yeah. That's right. E equals MC. Parking motherfuckers. God damn, that was some stanky ass punk. Somebody open a motherfucking window. Your Tuesday, take us out.
Mighty Morphin Power Rangers The Fighting Edition is copyright 1995 Saban Entertainment and Bandai America Incorporated. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword is copyright 2011 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Kirby's Dream Course is copyright 1994 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Guitar Hero 2 is copyright 2006 Activision Publishing Incorporated. Chulip is copyright 2002 Punchline and 2006 Natsume Incorporated. Super Mario Odyssey is copyright 2017 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Two, one, go. Whoops. <laughs> yes! Uh, Johnny? Alright. Damn, I lost my job. <laughs> Maybe you can have a new job as the guy who can uh, play music. Because <laughs> I just failed at that. I had that on mute. There we go. With gusto. <laughs> That's now bound to my H key for hot take. But why did I play Ultra? Who played Ultra? Did I play Ultra? Did I have Ultra on H before? No, I, I must have. Yeah, Shit. <laughs> oh, because it was old hat oh, trick. Oh, for hat trick. Ah. Uh, so we're going out with E equals MC Hawking. All right. R.I.P. Not even close. Oh, whoops. My bad. It's the one that says timely. Uh, I put it in the drive and I said, hey guys, I changed my bonus shit. right before the show started. Shit. I remember that. Uh, I missed it. Okay, well, play my bonus tunes. Uh, Stephen Hawking, famously from the deserts of Gerudo. 